0: This is Adam Rehmeyer, director of The Bunny Game, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I played Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, horror fans, this is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig it! I'm Jessica Funneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog is Yvette Corbea and most of you know me as Marla from Run Bitch Run. She's a really evil crazy bitch. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, hey, this is David Z. Stamp and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I play Dale in the film Dismal And as Dale would say, let me tell you something, you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Herzog, Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator of all three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog.
1: everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest today is actor, writer, director, and producer, and sometimes stunts, Sean French. How you doing, Sean? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for coming on today.
0: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: Um, the reason why you are in here is because of the movie that you sent me that I absolutely loved, The Wrong House. But if you want, we can start off with two other films that you're in that... Uh, wasn't, uh, hasn't been released as of yet, but, um, the first one that you were in in 2006 is the Misk- Miskatonic Acid Test in 2006. Do you want to give the listeners an idea exactly what this movie's about?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, Miskatonic Acid Test, uh, unfortunately it was never released, and I think they ran into problems with Post with it, uh, which is unfortunate, because it was a great script, um, and the premise was basically, uh, it was kind of like, uh, Monterey Pop, but at the end, monsters eat everybody. Okay. Yeah, so was, <laughs> I, uh, I was playing the, uh, the MC of, a uh, uh, 1960s, uh, Woodstock sort of festival. Okay. But they had someone, uh, there was a professor there who was trying to open a portal using the Necronomicon and, uh, harnessing the energy of, of dosing all these kids with LSD. It was a very just trippy, crazy, over-the-top script that um, I think ultimately just might have been too ambitious and they uh, they couldn't quite get it together in post.
1: Yeah, and so It was lo- a lot of fun. I, lo- I love the tagline it has, too. Uh, Turn on, tune in, drop dead. Drop dead, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, you played a character of Reed, correct? Yep. And it was directed by Rob McKenzie.
0: Yep, or in Dark Lord Rob, as he sometimes goes by. Nice.
1: Well, the next yeah, one. He's a, go ahead, sorry.
0: Yeah, he's another main filmmaker. And, uh, I mean, I was I was very fortunate. He was, uh, that was the fil- first film work I did. Right. So despite the fact that the movie didn't come out, it, it was a fantastic experience, and, uh, I mean, I really appreciate uh, right. him kind of getting
1: me started. Exactly. I mean, now, to be, uh, honest, I know you said it was your first film, and I know it's kind of, kind of like, um, little, a little upsetting that your first film that you, you know, that people can't see, but I imagine eventually sometime down the road, like a lot of films, they might get released like four or five, six years later, so hopefully there's still time for this thing to get out. I wouldn't be surprised to see him
0: do something with it. Um, I know it's a story he loved a whole lot, and uh, you know, I haven't talked to Rob in a while, but, but I mean, he's a very, uh, driven guy, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it pop up at some point.
1: Right. And the next film, it's a Zombie, it always catches my attention. Yeah. I mean, I watch any kind of zombie. I'm just a weirdo. But uh, <laughs> this movie is called Two in 2007, directed by Andy Davis. And yep. um, go ahead. Uh, give it, uh, the listeners an idea also what this movie is about. Uh, it,
0: it, it's basically about a, a zombie apocalypse um, that happens during winter, which is a much more interesting setting uh, uh, and what I haven't seen done much. Right. You don't see a lot of uh, zombies in snow. So it, it gave some... Uh, I think it opened up some doors uh, visually Right. for some really creative shots that you don't get because Blood on Snow just looks so good. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in two, I, I was actually working uh, as a, a, a newspaper film critic at the time and I saw an open casting call for zombies. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go to it and write a first-person piece about auditioning to be a zombie and ended up getting cast as one of the lead zombies and I think I played three or four different zombies by the end. Right They just kept putting me In different things Because I can take a hit
1: you know? Okay yeah yeah I've yeah i got a
0: little bit Of stunt background So So if anytime they needed Someone to get decked Or you know Thrown backwards into a tub Or you know Whatever Whatever they needed They just kind of Suited me up differently <laughs> And threw me in again <laughs> So it was a blast Yeah
1: And you played Well it's listed here As a bio suit zombie In a bathtub zombie
0: Yeah Among
1: others Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Yeah I, mean, I tell you what, you got a zombie in a freezer, a zombie in a car seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, I can't wait. I would love it. It was see a fun that. flick. I would love to see that. Hopefully one yeah, day. Yeah,
0: it'll show up at some point. Um, Two
1: is too good of a movie to have not,
0: you know, come right. out in any form. Wow. So I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's going to pop up at some point. Um, I've seen it a couple times in screenings. Right. And it always does really well with the crowd. And it's, it, it's a fun little film.
1: I can't, yeah, I'm going to... Keep an eye on that. Um, now, obviously, the reason why you're on here is it's your baby. Um, yeah. You we're the writer, the director, and the producer. Um, the Wrong House in 2009. Um, obviously, some people have seen it. Um, it's going around the, the festivals, correct? Yeah, we've, we've done a few screenings, um, and we'll be out
0: we'll be released nationally on June 7th. Nice. So we were picked up by uh, Lead Entertainment and Slingshot Entertainment. And they'll be putting us out.
1: No, Now, as you know, I'm sure you heard me say it in reviews, I'm a big fan of woods horror. Um, yeah. Also, I love the movies where you get chased through the woods, because, you know, a lot of that goes back to my introduction to that type of movie. I mean, as far as most recent was Wrong Turn. That's what really got me into that cannibalism, woods thing. It's just, there's something about it, it's it, it, it just neat. Um now, your story is basically based on a true story to a point of uh, what happened to you guys. Now, do you want to explain to listeners exactly where this movie's idea came from?
0: Yeah. Um, well, uh, our, our house was broken into. Uh, my wife and I, we played the killers in the film. Um, there was a, a gap of about an hour from between when I went to work and when Sue came home one day. And in that, in that gap, someone had broken into our house and trashed it and stolen a bunch of stuff. Um, and so I mean, Sue had almost walked in on him. She couldn't have missed him by more than a couple minutes. Wow! And if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever had your house broken into or even a car or anything, it fucks with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it really pisses you off. It's such an invasion. You know, you just don't fuck with someone's house. Right. So we had all this anger to deal with. Um, and once it became obvious that the police weren't going to do anything, like it was three days after the break in, Sue and I came up with the story. For this film um, And she and I had uh, About ten years earlier Come up with a pair of Serial killer characters That we always thought Would be fun to play Right And the, the game was basically Okay if we were a couple Notches crazier What type of killers Would we be So, <laughs> so we came up With, with Susan and Steve um, Who kill based on karma And they go And they pick off Pedophile priests And they pick off Wife beaters child abusers, and people that society is better off without. Right. You know, they sincerely believe they're making the world a better place. So a few days after the robbery, we got all this frustration. We don't know what to do. I don't even remember which of us said it, but one of us turned to the other and said, what would Susan and Steve do? Oh, my
1: God. And we immediately
0: knew we had our movie. <laughs> that We were going to take, take as much of the actual events as we could, play the killers ourselves, shoot at our own house, and, you know, have the actors break into the same window the real thieves did just to piss us off. Mm-hmm. Have them trashed the same parts of our house. So by the time we filmed all the break-in stuff, Sue and I, I mean, it just brought everything right back to the surface. And we're filming only six months after the break-in. So, you know, by the time we, we filmed all the break-in and uh, all the lead-up, we're just bouncing off the walls. So when it came time for the, the, the revenge part of the story and the payback, uh, we could really just let loose and, uh, you know, let some pretty crazy stuff happen on screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm assuming, now, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that Sue was more angrier, I guess, than you. I mean, of course, you're angry yourself, but... Um, if The people who did rob your house, the ones that did, and they watched this movie... God help him if Sue would have came home when, when they were still there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, a, a lot of it, too, was about taking back power. Right. You know, it, it was about finding a way to, to kind of come to terms with everything. And, uh, you know, Sue was rattled. You know, she, she'd almost walked in on them. And, and they were, you know, more than one person. And who knows what those kids would have done to protect themselves, you know? Right. and cover themselves had she walked in and seen their faces. Right. So I, I think it impacted her to a different level than it did me. I was just angry. You know, I I just wanted someone's head because I saw how much Sue was hurting. Yeah. But for her, um, playing this role and really just reclaiming that power, I I think was hugely, hugely cathartic. It, It was for me, too, but for Sue, it was transformational. Right. You know, it was something she deeply needed. Right. And she poured so much of herself into the performance, and I think that's what you know, uh, fans have been responding to is just how authentic, you know, and how much of herself she's putting into the role.
1: Right. And I I could tell you one thing. I think horror movies should have their own Awards, Oscar awards and stuff, <laughs> because I'm dead serious. Because a lot of these actors and actresses that are in these horror movies don't get get, get ignored because they're, it's a horror film. Oh, sure. But Sue. Now, in case the listeners don't know who we're talking about, um, her name is Sue Stevens. Uh, Stevens. Yes. Susan. And my opinion. Now, I told you, my father-in-law watched it with me here, and we were both yep. baffled by her performance. I mean, she to me had an Oscar performance in a horror film, because she put so much into that role that she was so damn good at it. I mean, it yeah. was amazing. I mean, I'm not saying that you, you were good also, but you were like the... the um, uh, Not the sidekick, but, but you were the... Well, I was her attack dog. Right. He was, he was, he was a attack dog. Right. So there wasn't a whole lot of nuance to what I was doing. Right, you're quiet but deadly. <laughs> yeah, you're quiet but deadly. Right. That's the part that... Now, the, 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 the first guy you grabbed, which... I think he was yep. a, his role was perfect. He had a dickhead role. I mean, I'm not saying he is. But I'm saying his role was really out there. And it yep. was fitting for him to be the first one grabbed. I mean, I'm not yep. saying anybody should be killed. You know, I mean, um, it's, it's a movie. But, you know, it's just amazing how you threw in a part of the story, too, which I don't want to say too much because people didn't see it. But you also threw in a part of the movie where that one girl you had, and she actually tried to say it was a friend Another friend that she don't like, and I thought that, yeah. th- that that was neat. Also, you had every element in here; it was great.
0: Yeah, you know well we I mean? were we were fortunate. We had, uh, I mean, Danny Galloway is the actor you were talking about, uh, Donnie, who's the nicest kid in the world. You never know watching the movie because he comes to us as such a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but Danny is, is the sweetest kid. Right. And we were really fortunate in that Danny and the rest of the the uh, cast were all up for being as physical as we wanted to go you know and we pushed things pretty far right I mean I broke three ribs and you know I had to sleep in a recliner for six weeks afterwards because I couldn't lie down right and everybody I mean really really got banged up right and especially when we had so much genuine emotion behind everything the whole point for us you know from the very start was blurring the lines make it feel as real as we can you know so we're not acting out a scene and filming it we're creating something real that we're trying to capture on film Right, and that was always our approach. And you know, we went off script a lot for that. Uh, a lot in some of the torture scenes, the actors didn't know what was coming next. That's cool. And you get you get better reactions that way. <laughs> right.
1: Now, uh, now, so that, now your injuries. Now, I'm assuming that yeah. it came from two scenes. Uh,
0: three. Three. I like actually broke the three ribs at three different times over the span of about four hours.
1: Now, was that out the window?
0: Uh, one was go- going out the window, one was going over that hill, right. which was sketchy. Oh, my God, that was sketchy. <laughs> <It> looked... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe, it. With, on the on the upcoming release, there's uh, a featurette on the stunt work that shows what goes into that shot, and you won't believe how fucking sketchy it was.
1: Oh, man.
0: Uh- <laughs> wow. And then I broke the third one in the, in the kitchen biking. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, I told you the other day, what makes that movie makes this movie so good is a lot of movies like this, they always leave the ending. I mean, sometimes it's fun to leave it open or leave it hanging, but you actually had a closure to a point, to a point. Yes. Um, you know, you were injured. Um, it wasn't like you got up like Jason and Michael Myers did, and and, you know, and and look, I mean, mind you, I love Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. Don't get me wrong. But then the scene that at the right at the end, which I don't want to say because I don't want to ruin it, is right. You know who I'm talking about. Which I know exactly you are talking about. Which my father-in-law goes, oh, I know who he is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was amazing. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's because I'm interviewing you. I did the review. I, I mean, I'm honest. I don't lie. If I don't like a movie, I won't review it if it's under a certain score. But this right. movie was, I loved it. One aspect I told you before, it involves the woods for one. And I yeah. loved how it's it was made. Setting. Yeah, I love how it was made, and not to mention it's in Maine, yes. you know, and that beautiful wooded area. Um, but anyway. yeah, and we,
0: shot, we shot the whole movie pretty much within walking distance of our house.
1: Now that house you know? that was filmed at that, was that actually your house? Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, we we did everything there um, just to make it more real.
1: Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that it definitely worked. Now, how many? I mean. I I can go on forever there's so many clever clever storylines in this movie like um um the camera outside on the you know outside the property yep. I mean how many how many movies have you seen that actually that the actual invaders know who broke into their home that's the part that I thought was neat that was a, yeah. a different angle as well you know
0: Well yeah and I also like to I wanted to uh have it not just be all out Crazy carnage and revenge. Right. And, and by having them, you know, capturing some video of the break in and start to stalk the kids, you know, and offer them a chance to return everything, then you, you really get two different aspects of the film. Well, first, it's kind of a, you know, a suspense, just creepy uh, film with these two keep popping up all over the place. Right. And then once the deadline passes, then we just go all blood and carnage. Yeah. and And then you get pretty crazy. I
1: thought that was cool, too. You have until 5 o'clock. <laughs> but that was neat too. But anyways, yeah. Well, now, are you thinking about making uh, um, a, a new project coming up? Do you have any plans?
0: Yeah, I'm actually writing something now. We haven't announced it yet. Okay. Um, we're still getting everything lined up. Um, but it's a story that uh, I first came up with 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been bouncing around in my head for a long time, and it, it's definitely one of the items on my bucket list. It, it's, right. <laughs> even before. I thought it was reasonable that I would ever shoot a movie. I've dreamed of shooting this movie. Okay. So it, it'll be a, a, another, another horror. Uh, they're a very different uh, style of fucked up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but on IMDb, as we know, it has 11 voters, has voted so far. Now, now, the turnout there is below average, which that's a lot of... IMDb, a lot of people just don't understand horror movies, so you actually have to ignore... Mostly what, what what they say on there, but now what was the um, how was the, the the turnout on the screenings? Was it pretty successful? do you think? Oh
0: yeah, the screenings have been amazing. Um, it, the main people really like horror movies. Uh, we've got a, a deep tradition here, you know. It's, it's Stephen King's home country, home mm-hmm. territory. So so we uh, uh, the mainers, mainers will definitely come for for horror film, and they also Mainers have a, have uh, I think a deeper understanding of the whole. Protect your home Sort of thing Right You know There's more of a Homestead sort of feel In in rural Maine, And you get these Kind of break-ins And a lot of people Have had experiences with them right. And we've had a lot of people Connect very deeply With the film Right uh, After having gone through A similar experience Which is You know I Always really cool To talk to folks like that After screenings
1: Well actually That's widespread I mean I mean The, the yeah. I, You know People are, are really Going to be See You're like When you watch this movie You're like confused Okay um. Yes, they broke into your home. Okay. Yes, and they stole. I'm not going to say why because I'm going to ruin it. But then you have the aspect. Okay. But do these kids actually deserve what they get? I mean, it, mm-hmm. you you made it to where it can be easy divided. But you know, I mean, it, it's yeah. it's brilliant.
0: Well, the other thing I really wanted with the story is to have it not be black and white. Right. I wanted everything to be in a kind of moral gray area where you're not sure who you're supposed to be rooting for. Right. I mean, cause, cause Susan and Steve are crazy, and they kill lots of people, sure. But at the same time, they didn't start the fight. You know, they didn't break into anyone's house. They, you know, so it's, uh, I like that gray area. That's a really fun place to play as a writer. Right. And, uh, and then this film is almost entirely in that kind of, that middle zone where you're not entirely sure who the good guy is.
1: <laughs> Excellent. You know, like I said, you know, it, you know, it just, Again, uh, um, brilliant, brilliantly written. I mean, I like the idea of the story. I think it's going to be very successful for you, um when it gets released in June, right? The, the release yeah, they're in you. June. Um, June 7th, yep. Yeah. And I can't wait to, um people get a chance to watch this. I mean, the, the die-hard horror fans, the, the die-hard wooded horror fans. It's going to get yeah. a combination of everything. Now, do you have a website for this that you're going to, you're going to tell the, the listeners? Yes. It's,
0: theronghousemovie.com or you can find us on Facebook. Just search The Wrong House, or right there. Yep,
1: yep, I got both.
0: All right. I, I, still, I still can't believe that the title was available. You know, I, no one had ever. That no one had ever made a movie called The Wrong House. That's the a, last house on the left should have been called The Wrong House.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're right.
0: Yeah, I was blown away when, when such a kind of iconic phrase had never been done in, as a film before.
1: Well, now it's yours. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yeah, um, amazing. Um, like I said, uh, I wish you a lot of success. I mean, it's going to be successful, I think. I mean, I'm just one reviewer. I mean, I know a couple of other reviewers like to film as well, and a lot of yeah, them are, we've been doing well so far. A lot of them are out to get it. But uh, anyways, um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else? You have any special announcements that's coming up besides what we talked about?
0: No, I think we'll probably be doing like you know a local uh, national launch party. Sometime in early June We're still Kind of putting that together Nice Um, And that'll be fun To uh, To get the final cut Of the film Up on a screen For the first time Uh, Because I fully Remastered it uh, After we self-distributed Right Just to get us ready For the national release And it's It's such a uh, An improved cut Of the film I'm really Really happy with it So I, I definitely Want to see it In the theater At least one more time
1: Now Real quick I forgot to mention this Now Was this Sue's Very first movie It is. It's
0: the first acting she's ever done on any level.
1: Okay, now, listeners, now, you heard what Sean said. Now, I want you guys, when you got the ones who did watch this, you already know, but the ones that didn't see this, I want you to watch Sue Stevens, that's her name, in this movie, and you tell me, for it to be in her very first attempt at acting, and you tell me how she did, because I thought she was brilliant. The the whole cast was brilliant, don't get me wrong, but to be a killer... She really, really, really put herself in that role. I mean, I mean, you can tell a lot of it was personal. I mean. Oh, yeah. You know? And The only
0: thing that, that I think
1: she, that helped, um, is, is she wasn't
0: over the top with any of it. Right. It was all very, very, uh, organic. You know, it wasn't a, a manufactured, here's what I think a crazy person's supposed to be like, you know, that I, I think a lot of actors sometimes do. Overact. And instead, yeah. she just let everything come from inside and was fearless and and just went with it
1: yep excellent well you you tell her that I said hello um, I will do that that she did uh, you know like I said the whole cast was great I mean you had a there's a chemistry in that movie that you can tell everybody you know gelled together pretty well yeah well
0: one of the things we did to help with that is we had everybody live on set okay so for the entire shoot everyone lived at our house okay to make them be around each other 24-7 right you know, Perfect. and then we take the five of them and we separate them.
1: <laughs> it's like, okay,
0: go, go be friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Because Sue and I also didn't want to have too much familiarity with them when we started filming our scenes because we wanted them to be afraid of us. Right. You know, we wanted to legitimately keep them creeped out. You know, so that... uh they wouldn't have to act scared either, but they'd be kind of sketched
1: out by everything. Right, exactly. And that,
0: and that worked. I think that worked in our favor.
1: Now, they, real quick, I'll let you go. Well, I forgot to mention this. The opening <laughs> scene. Um, yeah. That was really a... Uh, my father-in-law, like I said, was watching it, and she, when you heard it on the radio, right? <laughs> yeah. and he knew exactly what was coming next, so <laughs> he picked it right out. I mean, I, I wasn't really picked up on it right away, but he automatically said it. So, there's a lot of surprises yeah. in this film. Um, again, I, it's not like a record, but I wish you a lot of success. It's going to be successful, I think. Um, so, that said, um, I want to thank you for coming on, taking time for me.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. It's a well-deserved uh, interview. I think you have a, uh, a future. I mean, what you did with wrong, The Wrong House, I think it's going to be a start of a brand new um, filmmaking for you I think you I'm have a knack open. So Anyways uh, Thanks again for coming on Sean I really appreciate yeah, it Yeah thank you And uh, Talk again okay Keep in touch You bet Take care everybody okay, Bye bye See
0: ya This is Adam Raymeyer Director of The Bunny Game And you're listening to Gruesome Herzog
1: Hey this is Sean Kane, Director of
0: Salonite Zombie Night And you're listening to Gruesome Herzog Hello, this is Natalie Sheets. I play Jenna in the film Madison County, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, horror fans. This is Ace Marrero, and you are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Dig okay. it. I'm Jessica Funneborn, and I'm listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi. This is Yvette Corbea, and most of you know me as Marla from Run Bitch Run. She's a really evil, crazy bitch. And you guys are listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hi, okay, this is David Z. Stamp, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzogs. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I played Dale in the film Dismal, and as Dale would say, let me tell you something. You're listening to Gruesome song. You got Dale's word on that. Hey, this is James Cotton. I'm a director, writer, producer. You're listening to Gruesome Hertzog. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator of all three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you're listening to Gruesome Hertzog.